0: Welcome to the Known Legacy podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. Hey, this is uh, Travis. And that's Bill.
1: (laughs) I wanted to... Be all silent this time.
0: And this is known legacy, and we're coming to you from uh, Lone Star State Cigar Company in Allen, Texas. Ah. I just want to say um, we have, like, I have a heart for small business owners. Yeah. And the guy that owns the shop is uh, just a genuine guy, Good goes dude. above and beyond. And the fact that he gave me a key to this place so I could open it up at 8 a.m. And, and do this without any interruptions. And you take everything in here. And right, right, <laughs> right. And just take cigars. I mean, the fact, he gives me – no, he does not give me cigars, people. Um, but, no, just, just the generosity of him. Uh, and the, the coffee shop next door, Village Coffee, yeah. amazing staff. So I, I guess wherever you're listening to this, I, you know, Starbucks – Chick-fil-A, fantastic, whatever, find a local place and just love on those business people that are just trying to make ends meet. You know, maybe... maybe coffee, a coffee, coffee. Public service announcement for today. I How love, does that sound?
1: I love this coffee. Hey. You, know, you know what I love most about my coffee? Oh, uh, what? There's no pumpkin spice in it.
0: <laughs> you are such a hater of the pumpkin spice. I hate pumpkin spice. Why do you hate pumpkin spice so much?
1: I think for a long time it was good. And you're like, oh, this is good. Right. And then like it sits in your stomach like this pit of acid. <laughs> And you're like, and you're just like.
0: Well, uh, and haven't we jumped the shark with the pumpkin spice thing? Like, like we have pumpkin spice Twinkies. We have pumpkin spice. Too much. Like baked ham. Yeah, we have pumpkin spice everything. And I'm like, when it just came as like this flavor that ushered in fall, I'm cool with it. Yeah. But the fact that it is everything now, I'm like, done. So done.
1: I did, it, I mean, you know, a couple weeks ago we did, we did a survey. On the known legacy page. Yes, about,
0: I did not I did not do the survey. I'm so sorry. I
1: probably know where you would have gone with it, being from the the Midwest. Yes, <laughs> is uh, is we said is is apple cider better than pumpkin spice, and I had it was like 89% to 11% in Which favor one? of Which one? apple cider. Really? Yeah. Like that many people
0: and, and the tragedy is How many people don't even realize What good apple cider is Yeah Because they get it from a jug From Walmart That was made three years Ugh. ago In China And they have no clue What like <laughs> Excellent Does
1: China p- even have apples? I'm assuming I, Maybe I need to find that out I need to find that out
0: so uh, leave a comment below by the way uh, knownlegacy.org if uh, great resources there make sure you go over there yeah check us out and uh, if you have any questions or comments or anything else info at knownlegacy uh, is always a great place to go because uh, we get back to you because yeah. we, we don't do anything else we work on yeah, Sundays we, we that's don't have it. any
1: light. We just, we're pastors we work one day a week right Things when we do good. a
0: podcast on Wednesdays everything else we just play golf yeah work on our drink um, coffee drink lots of coffee and uh, and that's kind of what we do so you know whatever
1: yeah, check us out. Check us out on social media, uh, on the Instagrams at that's my coffee. known legacy. I won't do that ever again. And, that uh, sounded horrible. That was it. Was okay though. It was alright. <laughs> uh, at known legacy, and then on Facebook, known legacy ministries. Yep. And on Twitter, which we're never really on, known legacy men. Check us out on there. We'd love to have you guys follow us, connect with us, and, and uh,
0: always, always appreciate the shares. And always, if you yeah. haven't yet go over and do a, a, a review on on iTunes podcast leave a review leave a review let us know what we' what you're thinking and uh, encourage other guys and even gals um, I can I tell you something sure Hilarious. no you can't
1: okay okay now you can
0: <laughs> the uh,
1: everyone's like well, they're I like have off. had
0: I have had multiple wives come mm. up to me and basically say okay Love your podcast. I know I shouldn't be listening, but I love your podcast. I'm like, great, we're missing the demographic. We're supposed to be doing this for guys and all <laughs> the ladies are listening. Ladies. Great. Great. And and they're like, you need to do one for for moms. And I'm why like, why do we need <laughs> to do one for moms? And I'm like, no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> you don't want to know what we're going to say. I guarantee if we did one for moms, we would be out of jobs by the next day.
1: Oh, and we you would know? we would have a lot of comments.
0: Cuz I don't know. I mean, You know.
1: Yeah, I got no clue. No. I can't mom to save my life.
0: But we are working on um, breaking down the walls with our wives and seeing if we can convince them to sit down and uh, do some podcasts with us to help us understand the mind and the heart of a woman. Yeah, so
1: I guess I would say if you know our wives, you need to text them and call them and Facebook them and tell them. You need to get on the podcast. Yes, You need to have something smart to come out of this eventually. <laughs> right,
0: right, you need to correct your husbands because they're going down some, some rabbit trail, crazy, that do not crazy route.
1: So we're glad you guys joined us today. I want to play a little fun game with you. Um,
0: Are these the uh, the the fails of Bill over the last uh, three to four days? Oh,
1: yeah, that would be this entire book. <laughs> um, we're gonna play a game. You're gonna see if you can guess who I'm talking about and see what happens, Travis, Oh, obviously, but then you out there, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a minute to see if you're right or wrong, but uh, the first one is, um,
0: <laughs> I'm so nervous about this, because anyways, I'm, I'm horrible at trivia, well, because we'll our goes.
1: friendship is based on if you get these right, I hope <laughs> okay. you know that, oh yeah, it's, okay, it's all performance based, that's, that's, how, that's how God works, so that's how we work. <laughs> I'm joking. That's Disclaimer. not how God works.
0: Disclaimer, that is not, that how, is God not how God works. That's not
1: how God works. I forgot people take things literal. Yeah. Anyways, um, so the first one is, could not speak fluently until he was nine years old. He was rebellious in nature, and he was actually expelled from school. You know who that was?
0: Me? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's that, not, okay, so it's a, it's a guy. It's a guy. Okay. It's a guy, and um, is he alive?
1: No, he's not alive he anymore. He is dead. He's dead.
0: Benjamin Franklin. Nope. D- Napoleon Dynamite.
1: Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> First thing, <laughs> he's still alive, and he was a character in a movie, <laughs> so he can never die.
0: Sweet. Jo- George Washington. Abraham Lincoln. No. Um, uh, George uh, Washington Carver.
1: Let me give you this. Oh. Um, he was. He's really smart.
0: Abraham, no, 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 no. Uh, Albert Einstein. Yes, Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. So
1: they actually along. said he was—he was probably not going to amount to much. One of his teachers um, said he wouldn't amount to much. I remember that.
0: And, and you know what's interesting is, uh, as a as a football guy, I'm always intrigued by the guys that uh, for whatever reason feel slighted, because there's something about being slighted and not being like over abundantly like encouraged, like Tom Brady. He was drafted way down in the draft. Mm. You know, and, and everyone was like, "Oh, he'll be there a year, maybe two. And he he took that and it, it, cur- it like stirred in him a motivation to do exceptionally better. Aaron Rodgers is the same way. I'm a Packer fan, and he he was drafted 26, five or six quarterbacks drafted in front of him. He was like slighted. He was hurt. He's like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. And then he said to behind Brett Favre, and that put a fire in him to say, I'm going to prove all of these guys wrong. And I think yeah. Albert Einstein, to a certain degree, had absolutely. that same thing. Oh,
1: absolutely. All uh, right. So that so that's the first one. The second one. Um, he was, uh, he was a business failure. He had uh, a, essentially a nervous breakdown fi- after his wife died. Um, he failed in politics many times before becoming the president.
0: That's Abraham Lincoln. That
1: is Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. I, I kept looking up facts on this because there were some that said he failed so many times. I don't know exactly what's true because a lot of times he was just kind of left out. Right. Or wasn't voted in had some had some votes, but still failed kind of things like that, so sometimes you you could look at these and you could see he failed nine thousand times and it's like but either way, every failure is what was a shot to his heart to where eventually he didn't give up and became president of the United States right, right. Um, yeah this guy I don't
0: know if he would be president today. I think the standard mm, for a political yeah. people is obnoxious because the fact that could you imagine if we were running for and this is a complete tangent. <laughs> But like, this I is am the first so, tangent we've ever I am gone. I'm so happy on. that scripture, first ever. Um, I am so happy that scripture says, "Hey, don't hold the sins of my youth against me." Oh yeah. Like, like it's in there, and it's like this reminder of like we've all done dumb things. Yeah, we've all done them. Could you imagine? if for whatever reason you're about to go and do something and then they go back and they dig into what you were like in junior high no, or what you were like in high school.
1: No, not at all.
0: I, I would be disqualified from every single thing in the world, except maybe working at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> maybe. What if but that even was your then, one thing? But even then I'd be the guy out on the, you know, 500 degree day in the line taking orders, trying to not pass out. The, that'd be like,
1: you know, my But if penance. it was like vote for Travis? He worked at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> That's his one good quality. And failed. And (laughs) failed. All right, moving on. I love it. I love it. So this one I like. Uh, He was too short and overlooked by his coach. Too
0: short and overlooked by his coach? Okay. By his first
1: coach, he was overlooked and kind of said that he probably wouldn't amount to too much.
0: That's all you're giving me?
1: Yeah, because this one, because everything else is amazing.
0: Is it Tom Brady? no,
1: No, it's not Tom Brady. Is it Walter Payton? Okay, basketball.
0: Oh. Bugsy? No. Oh. Shaquille O'Neal.
1: Nope. <laughs> yeah. Was he ever short? <laughs> he came out like I, I think he was five foot two when he was born. He was the
0: first baby born five foot two. It was crazy.
1: Yeah, they actually gave him a license when he came out. Jordan. Michael yes, Jordan. Yes, Michael Jordan. He was too short. They said he was too short. Wow. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Wow. They pretty got crazy. that wrong, didn't they? They got that one. So
0: what I hear you saying is, be careful who you listen to, and sometimes criticism is nothing more than God giving you a gift to motivate you to excel at something else. Maybe. Correct. Could that be the lesson today? That's it. We're done. All right. All
1: right. Another don't one. R- don't worry about the, the scriptures or anything. We're just going to be done. <laughs> um, okay. Poor grades in high school rejected from the University of Southern California three times.
0: Wow. Persistence to try three times. Yeah. I would have given them back after the first one. So. This one
1: you may not get, but I still did not to see if you can know it. Okay. That's all you're giving yeah, me? Yeah, that's all I'm giving you. Uh, Steven Spielberg. Yes. How did you know that? <laughs> that's amazing.
0: Okay. Uh, the only reason why I know that is I just finished listening to a podcast, and it was a uh, series uh, on Jaws and how the movie Da-na. Jaws came about. Da-na. 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 And and just like Spielberg and his history and how he got there. And and as soon as you said that, I was like, I bet that's him. Like, do you know when he was 15, he broke on. Uh, he went on one of those tours of Universal Studio. Okay. And they did a bathroom break, and he hung out and um, uh, like missed the train, and spent the rest of the day illegally walking around the sets. And he got really? in with a few people, and so every day he'd go back and figure out a new lie to tell the guy, the guard, so he could get onto the sets. And he just walked, around. and that's how he got into the business.
1: No way. Right. And,
0: and yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So, so not
1: it, that we're condoning it, lying, but. Ingenuity, maybe creativity. What's creativity. We'll say
0: Creativity. Extremely
1: creative. Okay, this one's kind of interesting. His family was born, uh, or he, his family was abandoned by his dad. Um, he was born in Beirut, Lebanon. Mm-hmm. He was abandoned when he was age. Th- his family was abandoned when he was age three. Uh, he uh, spent his childhood in many locations. His mom married and divorced four times. He had been to four separate high schools in five in a five-year period. He dropped out at 17 and moved to L.A. and got a green card, uh, and he became an actor. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. He killed two men with a pencil.
0: Oh, Heath Ledger.
1: No, not Heath Ledger.
0: Well, he he did, though, in that movie.
1: He killed one guy with a pencil in the the Batman movie.
0: Which was a great scene, by the way. Like, when that happens, I'm just like... Oh, my gosh! It's crazy. Anyways, Disappeared. okay, so he killed two people with a pencil.
1: But in a movie, not well, in real I, life.
0: I, okay, I have no idea. I have no idea.
1: John Wick. Really? Keanu Reeves, yeah. Where, where did he get his green card from? He, uh, His stepfather actually got him, got him his green card, and then he dropped out and became an actor and uh, started a bunch baby. of movies. In fact, after he became an actor, his wife and him had a, had a baby, the baby miscarried, I think miscarried or died. And then they ended up splitting up because that's gotta be a hard thing to deal with. Absolutely. And we then did after a podcast that, on that actually. Yeah, and then he but they actually split up and he but but I've only heard I've heard a lot of good things about Keanu Reeves. Like even in New York he'll he'll actually give his seat away to people on buses and he doesn't like does not like fanfare. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things. I would love to meet Keanu Reeves sometime because it's like, just want to learn how to shoot like him.
0: Bill and, Bill and Ted's. John Wick. Yeah, and he plays that and part He went from, Bill
1: and, he went from <laughs> Bill and Ted's to John Wick. I heard there's going to be a third Bill and Ted's, too, but I don't know if that's just rumor.
0: I, I guarantee that's going to be horrible, horrible, horrible. But anyways, I love me some excellent adventure. Now, do we good. have more of these? Can I I've just, got one more. I'm going to time out for a second. Yeah. Um, it may come as a shock to many listening in or watching right now, but we don't often do a lot of prep. For this like We kind of have, ideas, yeah, that we have we'll, ideas And we'll and text themes each other like, yeah. yeah. But we don't put a lot of research You know, We just speak from our lives and. Can't. You've done a lot of research on this Man,
1: one I haven't done for like a month now like, I, I don't have like, to study ever again
0: I feel like we should talk to the boss and get you a raise
1: I, I think we need to <laughs> So I'm going to try this one So this is the last one uh, Which is kind of cool And hopefully you'll, you'll get this one He's born into slavery He was kidnapped with his sisters and mom uh, and then was, was looked down upon and rejected by the education system for being of a different color. Um, he had to, uh, to travel 10 miles to school for, for, for black children. Um, he was accepted by a college. And then when he got there, they denied him because they didn't realize he was from a different race. Really? Yeah. Um, he, uh, he became um, uh, the first Iowa State student that was of a different color. Uh, He got his bachelor's, master's, became a teacher of agriculture at the Tuskegee Institute, became an integral part in the economic advancement. That was a lot of words of many um, uh, former slaves who who have been, you know, know, after slavery was abolished and farmers. He became an integral part of the economic advancement of them. uh, And he actually advised Gandhi at one point.
0: Okay, so my first inclination would be like a Martin Luther King Jr., but I don't think the timeline works out with the slavery concept. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go... Um, who else? Um, George. I, the only, Like, literally... And the reason why I'm saying this name is because I just got texted from a guy this morning. Um, we do a, a start strong text thread. Yeah. And, and the guy had, this was for my morning devotion. It was eight like core values of George Washington Carver. And so that's the only, <laughs> only, only name that I can think of right now.
1: You are correct, sir. You are correct.
0: So what's my final score? How many did I get?
1: I really don't even keep in count. I have to go back and listen to the, to the audio, I guess. <laughs> But you did good. I'm saying I got 100 on this one. So for those people out there, they might be like, I know this one and this one. And you know, hopefully they didn't like pause it and Google it because that'd be cheating. You can't Google <laughs> on these shows. So Because I think we're talking today about, you know, I've been, I was reading through the Proverbs. We've been doing the Proverb Challenge. Right.
0: Love the Proverb Challenge. Getting, By the way, just again, Proverbs Challenge. Whatever the day of the month is, that's a Proverbs you read. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. Um, this past week has been more hectic than I expected. And so I have fallen behind. But I'm not okay. feeling guilty about it because no. I know what the day is today—the 19th, 17th, yeah. 16th, <laughs> 19th. 18th.
1: You were right the first time.
0: 19th, and so I'll just read that later today. I'll yeah, read the 19th. So, I know anyways. sometimes
1: I don't—I don't read it till lunchtime, and so it's—I've been getting some texts and responses from guys who have been doing this challenge with us. A lot of good response, but when I read through it this last week, one that hit me very, very hard was Proverbs 13, and uh, as we jump in there. I'd see this one. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. For a long time, as I would pursue my dreams, I would cast it on God and I would go, well, why aren't you doing something about it? Like, why aren't you? Mm-hmm. Because I'm going, well, you're deferring my hope. And I was kind of mad at God. Right. And, and then, I don't know, I was reading it this time and I, and I looked up um, the one right before that in verse 11 of Proverbs 13, it says, wealth gained hastily will dwindle but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. And I put them together, and I was like, whoever gathers gathers little by little will increase it. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. So God gives us this desire. Right. And it's our job to step out in that faith and go, I'm going to take the step to trust you, God. Right. You know, we we always hear a lot of people talk about, well, I'm just going to pray about it. And I'm like, that's, I don't know if I, in myself agree with that as much anymore. Now there's, there's wisdom in praying for things like there's wisdom, but there's a lot of times when God commands things and we don't act on it. Right. And right. even this, like God told me to do this. So do I sit down for another two years and go, man, I should just pray about this some more and <laughs> see if he tells me again that <laughs> right. I need to do this. Right. Or do I just start to act on it? Right. And I believe that he's saying little by little, take these steps to, to make, to, to, to make known to me, God, that, that, that I am willing to start to walk on water. Like God wasn't that God didn't tell Peter, Peter, just stand there and I'll start moving your legs to walk on water. He said, come and join me. Yeah. And so can you, can you imagine the
0: gut check moment for, for Peter at that time where he sees Jesus doing it? And so he goes, okay, this is possible now. I didn't think it was possible, but now that I've seen it done by someone, I I know it's possible. Yeah. Um, and then to have the guts to say, I've, I've never done this before. In fact, every time I've tried it up to this point, I failed at this. Like i like, What would make him think, except that his mentor, his leader, was the one already doing it? And so he goes, if he's doing it, I must be able to do it too.
1: Yeah, kind of like, I want that.
0: Right. So my two questions for you on this whole uh, uh, deferred um, (coughs) desires and and things like that. Number one is this. How do you know when the desire is of God? And how do you know when the desire is of yourself? And it plays into the second question. um, Prayer. Like I, I, like, I still don't know if we have a real good understanding of prayer and what God does in times of prayer. Like, we love to focus on what we do in prayer, the lists we come up with, the requests to God for healing. People are going through struggles, so we pray for them. Absolutely good stuff, not mocking that at all. But I don't know if we understand what God does in our hearts as we come to him in prayer. And if we understood that better, I think we would have a different posture in that prayer. So those are two questions for you. Yeah. How do you discern between desires of man and the desires of God? And number two is um the prayer thing. Unpack that a little bit more.
1: So the first one I go to my one of my favorite theologians. Yes. Shrek. <laughs> and he said he said um he said that ogres are like onions. Okay. Remember that part?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, he,
1: and you know eventually I think they're
0: parfaits. But yeah, I'm gonna go with onions. Parfaits
1: are the best thing on the planet. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but Um, He talks about And I love what he said He said you know Is that ogres have layers And I really do believe That our dreams have layers And sometimes Even when we have this desire To have a dream The dream I'm going to call it the dream Because some people get really scared About dream But let's be gracious for a minute Dream Desire Hopes You know um, uh, The thing in the pit That you said If I always could I would do this Right Right A lot of times That starts out like an onion Because it's It's not exactly what God has Right and as we start to step through this oh. with this idea, and we're kind of going to break down some of that some to more, to more as we go through some of these verses today, but peeling back that lay, those layers a piece at a time. Right. So as we walk towards this dream, you know, I had a dream at one point that I wanted to do something that was very much, now that I look back, selfish, but it right. was for Jesus. Like, I want to do this for Jesus. Right. But then, as I started doing it and going, God, I kept it with an open hand. Like, here you go. This is yours. In fact, I'll jump right to it. It's in verse uh, in Proverbs 16:3. It says, "Commit your work to the Lord." And uh, let me jump. Make sure that I'm saying it exactly how, how it's said because I don't want to, I don't want the Bill version. I want the the God God version. In his
0: heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Is that is that close to the one you're yeah, thinking? Yeah. Commit
1: your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. Yeah, yeah, and, and even verse two, it says all the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. So there has to be humility of going, I got this desire. I'm going to step out and do this. But God, here's my onion. Like right. it, This literally is an onion. And as he starts to peel back those layers, we get to the heart of that onion. And in that heart is what God really wants us to do. So there was a point when it was, God, I want to do this. And it was like, and it was kind of selfish. And then, I, but even as I was doing it, going, "God, here, this is yours." He was tearing things away. Sometimes it didn't feel good, but he was tearing things away to get to the heart of, "Oh, that's what I really want to do." Right. That's actually where where known legacy came from. Was like, was the heart of that. But it had nothing to do with the outside. Right. But all I saw was this onion as he kept tearing away. Right. Um, and I and I believe as we open handed that with our plans, when we when we look at at what we want to do in our dream, we are very know- knowledgeable to go. I'm a broken human being. So probably what I'm exactly saying isn't exactly what God has. But because I trust God, this is a trust thing. Right. In fact, it causes us to put that trust in his hand. So we're, we're not just having to trust to, to something to be cast on us to trust. We are actually going, God, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to let you rip this apart. Right. And he and he does. I've I've not found a time in my life that as I've done this, it's it's not been easy. But at the end, I'm not like, man, I really wish I still had that one. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So, so that's, the, that's the first part. The prayer thing, I think we, we need to get into a conversation every day about this. But when I mean conversation like us and God, we've got to make it more informal. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that God is not righteous and holy and just and good. But the scripture also says in Proverbs that there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And I'll be honest, my brother knows who I am. Right, he knows when I have a bad day, and I can be honest with him, and he's not like, "Oh man, I, I don't want to talk to you anymore." Right, so I can be real, I can be open, and I can share that burden with him. And at that point, I'm going, I'm also allowing the humility to go, God, I don't have this together. Right, and allowing him to kind of begin that conversation. I don't know if that answers that question. Or not. No,
0: I think it does. I think it answers it very well. And I, and I would say, um, I, I, you know, that whole idea of having that conversation with God, and I think, you know, Jesus gave us a great example, and He says, "Not my will, but Your will be done." Yeah. And I think that's a hard posture for us because uh, I, I went through a study. Um, I forget the name. of it. It's by Blackaby. Uh, Experiencing God. Yeah, Experiencing God. Great book. And one of the, the, the points that still to this day rocks my world is we often come to God saying, I have a plan and I think I know how it's going to work. So could you bless it? Correct. And and God flips it and says, no, 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 no you think you have plans but my ways are higher than your ways yeah i've been working a plan for a long time so instead of you spending all your energy trying to figure it out why don't you spend some time trying to discern where am i already working yeah what am i already doing not yeah. me but this is god saying where is god already working where is god already active Correct. and how have he how has he gifted you And how has he wired you to join him in that in a unique way that no one else can join him in that unique mission? Correct. Um, And I think prayer is often the time that God does pruning. I don't know about you, but prayer is often the time that God does pruning. The problem is I approach prayer as a to-do list or I approach prayer as a um, a list in general, and I just write down a bunch of stuff. And I forget that. No, I, I need to be in silence and just say, God, your will, not mine. Like, what are you doing in my life? How are you working on me? How am I... Where am I missing seeing you work in and around my life that will reveal your desires for me? Because as much as it's about my desires, I I don't want to follow my desires. Yeah. I want to follow his desires for me. And uh, when I went into uh, the church planter assessment back uh, 10 years ago, the guy who was doing the assessment for me told me, uh, gave me a little nugget that I've always held on to. And it was simply this. If you want to know what God has... um, is, is preparing for you to do in the future See what you've done in the past And it's not you centric No I hear you It's more I like what God has done in and through you So he goes if you're a church planner that means you start something from scratch He goes that's not going to come out of nowhere Like if you look in your past And he asked me he goes where have you started stuff from, from nothing Where have you been the innovator or the creator of something out of, of nothing And I had never thought through that And all of a sudden I went all the way back to like oh my gosh I remember in grade school, we started this thing, and I was I was like I was a part of starting it. Oh my gosh! In high school, Key Club was huge, and the teacher approached me and said, "Do you want to?" And we started Key Club my junior year, and by senior year there was like a hundred people in it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. In college, there was this dysfunctional club that was going on that I was a part of, and I was head enough of it, so we dissolved it and reformed it with completely new core values and new identity, and all of a sudden it was like this intense light bulb of saying the desires that god had for me in my life he was writing in my life from a very young age yeah. i just had never taken time to pause to pray and then to really say wow that's layers of the onion yes did he want me to be a key club president for the rest of my life no but he used that moment back when i was a junior in high school to 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 form me to transform me like moses in the in tending sheep for 40 years yeah to say there's eventually a there's, I'm going to take that experience and weave it into how I've gifted you uniquely and and throw some crazy desires in there because very few people are going to do what you're going to want to do. And and, and, it, and it's just, I think yeah, those things yeah. encapsulate that.
1: No, I think that's a really good point. The, the whole idea of pursuing after your dream, you know, and we had a couple of podcasts. It was either one or two in the very beginning. If you want to go back and listen to them, but we talk about the, the filters that we kind of define things through. So when I right. use the word dream, we're dripping it through the filter of is, do I believe God's word's true? It's right. the final authority. If God's word's true, then who is God? He's for me. And if God's word's true, then who, who how does God see me? What right. does he cast on me? And then from there, am I becoming who God's designed me to become? What are the desires of my heart? Right. Is through those filters. It's not just subpar to, well, I think God's me to do this and this and this. Because even then, in the midst of that, out comes this, this onion, or the assumption that man this may not be exactly what god has maybe it is but i'm going to i'm going to open handed and go here you go you just work on it and he peels it down i don't like it he peels some more down. I still don't like it. And as I keep going now, I look and I go, wow, how God's designed me specifically, just like everybody who's listening has designed them specifically in a certain way. And this isn't, and again, I like Zig Ziglar stuff, but this isn't just Zig Ziglar, like you're created special and believe it, this isn't a Disney time, right. but it's a time for us to go, no, God is, God did not design you just so you could exist. Right. He designed you with a desire in your heart that you said, I want to do this.
0: And, and isn't that the calling of a dad to a certain yeah. degree, to be able yeah. to speak that into our kids' lives? Yes. And I remember um, when, we, when we first started having kids, a, a lot of my compulsion was I wanted to be fair. I wanted to be fair. So I wanted to treat my kids the same.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and the rule for one kid is the rule for the other kid is the rule for the other kid. And then what I've started to realize over life is, wait a second, my kids are wired completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 100% different. And if my rule in my house was all of my kids should go to college, I'm going to set some of my kids up for utter failure. Yeah. Because I know some of my kids are not wired for college. They will be extremely successful not because they've gone to college, but because I've been able to help them identify a work ethic. Yeah. An adventure To be able to pursue whatever God's designed them to pursue, whatever that is, whether it has a college degree with it or doesn't have a college degree with it. And I think as dads, it's so hard to do because, you know, I get tired, I get exhausted, I have a short fuse, and I forget that my job is to treat my kids... according to their uniqueness yeah not whatever's convenient or easy for me so again um my oldest daughter reminds me often that she's had to go through um, a, a myriad of rules that have changed after her
1: the not fair the first one always right we were having that conversation because we made our son go to bed earlier than our daughter right and she's like well gabe you know gabe didn't get and gabe's like i was i had to go to bed earlier than this before and we're like you're right that's not fair. Sorry.'" Like, I don't know what I can hey, say to you, but we're sorry. learning where we're, we're, we're <laughs> yeah, that's exactly like we're learning and it's amazing how he has grace to go. I understand right. you guys aren't jerks, right? but I think we just had the honest conversation
0: and my oldest at 15 is starting to realize that even though she thinks it's not fair and she could use that against us and sometimes she does. Um, she, I think she's starting to realize, wait a second there's still things that are being used by that, by those failures of my parents or by those unrealistic expectations of my parents that are forming me to be the person that God's desiring me to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, And so I think that's part of our heart on this is, you know, failures will come and go. Don't let the failures overly define you, but let God use those, redeem those, buy those back to, to produce in you what he desires for you.
1: Yeah. I, you know, as we, even as we're thinking about kids, the, uh, the assumption that we're trying to get is, man, if I've got a dream, that's got a lot of layers and it's not perfect. Um, the assumption for our kids, as they see us working through this is, man, I, they themselves have an unrefined dream right now too. So they might be like, I want to be a rock star or I want to be a this. And we just go, let's, let's put this into the idea that This is an onion, too, just like dad's is an onion. Right. And they're going to get that example from us to go, this is not refined. So the automatic assumption is, man, my dream isn't perfect where it is it either. So God challenged me, too. Right. And we begin to cast that on them. But even as I was thinking to kind of wrap this this one up, um, is in Proverbs 14, uh, it kind of says in verse 23, in all toil there is profit but mere talk ends only to poverty and so uh and then there's another one that says in 14 verse 4 go back to that one 14 verse 4 says where there are no oxen the manger is clean but abundant crops come by the strength of the ox so we're also going to show them you gotta work towards it yes nothing comes for free no but I think the greatest example of us... Except sh- for the grace of Jesus Christ. Except for the grace of Jesus Christ. Which th- cost a lot which for Which cost him. the blood of Jesus. Right, but anyways. Yeah. But understandably, our free gift, the free gift of salvation. Right. But this idea of you got to work for it, because there is a concept, and some people have... And even I'm like, I want to just give my kids good things. But I think if I can show them, man, I've got this desire and I'm working hard and I'm pursuing this and I'm living this out in front of them and we're failing and we're winning and we're peeling off layers, they too will get the idea, wow, dad had to work hard. I need to work hard too. Right. And we create a balance for them to understand this is important.
0: So in wrapping up, I think what we're talking about is let's let's make sure that we don't allow our kids to fall into a victim mentality. And our culture is in love with victim mentalities right now. And, and I think part of the way we do that is to go dive into some of the stories of the heroes that we see today and think, oh, they're successful and really unpack no 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 no. this is today. Let's go through their history and see what happened yeah, and, and, and the allow lows. them to see like like these defining moments that could have taken them out. Abraham Lincoln and all the failures could have taken him out. He could have sat there and said, you know what I'm just a failure. Yeah. I give up. I'm done. but he didn't. George Washington Carville, I'm done. I'm a failure. Yeah, I'm, fl- I'm from a
1: slave home. I'm
0: you know, life w- dealt me a crappy set of cards. Yeah. So I'm just going to lay down and I'm just going to No. God says, "No, you are wonderfully and creatively made in my image and I have desires for you and I'm pr- pruning you and and pulling back those onion layers and and there's amazing yeah. things." Now, not all of us are called to be George Washington carvers. I get it. Yeah. But in your own place in your own context God is calling you to do what only you can do yeah
1: yeah so. And so that's the challenge for this week step out find find out if man am I pursuing what God wants me to do am I getting into the work of making that happen or am I expecting him to just open a door right you know and make that happen and I would again I'll read it one more time Proverbs 16 3 commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established do it with an open hand
0: awesome hey guys talk to you later God bless Thanks for listening to By Dads, For Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at